Welcome to Thor. <laughs> I don't think we have an intro ever thought out for this. But we always just go straight into it. Sometimes that happens. We'll, uh, Cody and I, the, the thought is we'll sit down and hit the record button right away and whatever just happens. see what the fuck comes out. It's fine. So we have, um, as usual, a slight location change. Um, we're in my little For the room. better. It's Dude, freaking awesome. We have a mic now, as you guys can tell. We have a full set, but one is, uh, away from leave, is away with leave today. So. Can you believe it took us five episodes to get a microphone? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fine, though. I think the phone has done its job, and now we're, we're upgrading, right? Well, it's, so. yeah, it's cool, because like you said, it, we're upgrading, yeah. so... You, I like to start set expectations low, and then the thought is any improvement is like wow. Because shit. you can't improve. <laughs> right. If we started out with the full you know rig, it's not it's not as cool. It isn't as cool. So. We're struggling podcasters. <laughs> <laughs> Took us weeks to save up enough change just to buy a mic. <laughs> Please, sir. Hell. I have a gaming cast. The the kids are expecting us. We'll talk about this more later, but some of our friends um, have been getting into MMOs. Specifically, they got into RuneScape. And I, I seriously, I cannot figure out why they want to do this, but their idea of a good time is begging for gold. Like, they just run around the cities <laughs> asking people for, for, like, spare change and shit. That's very RuneScape. Is that how people play? That's the, you know... Part of the culture of RuneScape, I guess, is Dude. that those guys are in there. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, listen, I'm here for the free money. Well, and then they, as far as I know, they don't know how the game works. To them, the money means nothing. They just have, one yeah. of them has six million gold. <laughs> well, without having any, like, data to back this up, RuneScape's economy is probably fucked up. Probably. Like, it's probably totally overinflated and saturated, like... MMO economies are, are so damn weird, man. Like, see what RuneScape Gold is going for, and it'll tell you, like, it'll give you an idea. Because, uh... BuyRuneScapeGold.com. Yeah, that's, that looks good to me. Arcus Gold. Do you think this will be I've actually ha- heard of that one. Player Auctions is going to be your, your best bet. Okay, let's click that. I don't want to get a virus just looking up fucking... <laughs> oh, it even has an anti-DDoS uh, filter. <laughs> oh, God. That's good. So look at this. So, so this is for RuneScape 3. They play RuneScape 3, not even OSRS. They, like, the fucking babies. You're looking at a dollar for five mil, roughly. That's like nothing. Yeah, so that's what I mean by the economy is just hyper-inflated. That's fucking wild, isn't it? Um, there's, there's people running around on that game with, like, you know... Multi-million, like, it, we're talking like hundreds of millions. nine, ten figures kind of thing, yeah. right? Yeah. So, that's crazy to me. And, like, I guess there's people who really, and this is, again, RuneScape 3, where I think I read somewhere that there's in the neighborhood of 20,000 people who play that game. Nobody. Nobody plays that game. And yet, it's like, part of me just wonders how saturated the money is, and then how little it actually is, like, as far as... You know, it's like your least favorite, even if it's rare, but like your least favorite, like Yu-Gi-Oh fucking cards yeah. and shit. Dude, MMOs like that, just the the economy is so weird how it takes on a life like that. And yeah. like, the, we've talked about this a little bit before on the cast, but um, EVE Online is definitely the craziest uh, video game economy ever. Well, and like, it, they have like a pretty like faithful translation to real money yeah. with it don't they there's ships on that game that cost like twenty thousand us dollars that's crazy that's i mean it's really cool i to me the idea of that world is super interesting so i'm not sure why i think it's despicable in runescape <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't know it's it's just a totally different world yeah and it's like the way to get five million in the game legitly would be pretty fucking hard mm-hmm. like not like impossible by any means but it would take hundreds of it's hours time. of game time it's a lot of time so i i and by legitly i mean like making reasonable trades and mm-hmm. stuff like that like getting it from questing you'd probably never get that much free armor trims item yeah. duplication yeah like if you it. can beg for an amount of gold in five minutes it's worth a u.s dollar that you would probably never get from questing it's like that's when the economy's fucked up Mm -hmm. see like i feel like in wow and even like guild wars and definitely in in games like eve online Mm -hmm. the uh it's not that unreasonable to amass a you know dollars worth of fortune and you Mm -hmm. know like a real u.s dollars worth of in-game fortune just questing 
Yeah, the the currency is just totally different. Like the economy in RuneScape is not built around money. I feel like money is just the means to an end. Whereas in Eve, money is the game. Yeah, the, right. So it's like around the economy. That is why the game exists. Which, again, I think that's fascinating. And part of me would love to try it and get mad at it and th- throw my keyboard against the wall. But I, f- I feel like games like that are so daunting to start. Yeah. If you haven't played by now, it's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's I can't tr- imagine just like jumping into EVE Online. I would feel... <sighs> I guess we have um, similar thoughts on a different game in a minute. Yeah. But we, won't, we won't jump too crazy. Um, we've got a couple, um, I guess kind of, not to segue so fucking hard out of it. That's all right. But um, we do have a couple um, topics I guess we could discuss. Um, Why are we always recording a show the day a fucking Fortnite season comes out? I don't. Then we have to talk. About, we don't have to talk about it. It's our show. <laughs> we we do have to. Part of me is actually. I think this story is is pretty good. For yeah. me at least. So. Yeah. This is a this is different than your usual Fortnite patch day. Right. So um, season six is out in Fortnite. As you all know, Cody and I are Fortnite experts, legends. <laughs> <laughs> but um. The, the note that we really want to talk about are the, quote, uh, embarrassing and unintended titty physics. <laughs> so This is a real story. They're uh, PCGamer.com and other outlets. Oh, um, it's everywhere. It's everywhere. So, like, the one I found is PC Gamer. They, they talk about how um, Epic is like, oh, f- we fucked it up, brother. We absolutely shitted it this time. I just... Well, let's let's talk about what it is at first. So it's just this skin, mm-hmm. and what's it called? A calamity. Calamity. Yeah. yeah. So it's like the cowgirl. Um, whenever she uh, does this certain uh, emote, it's like the uh, the the. It's a dance. Football, like when you're trying to stand there and you just like uh, do high knees for your legs and your hands yeah. are in the air. Yeah. So it causes a certain area of her chest to. Uh, I guess we should say, you know, reverberate a bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's a $3 word right there, bro. The the nips are bouncing. (laughs) They're bouncing. It's really not that bad. It's it's a light jiggle. Unless you're staring at it. Um, Which we are right now. Not to say that um, there's a extremely tasteful way to to just, like, all of a sudden include boob physics. But, like... I don't think it's, like, like life-changing. I don't understand. Like, that's what your boobs would be doing if you were jumping around like that. Yeah, it's a it's a natural motion. Like, it doesn't look unreal. Like It's not like they're clonking her in the face and it's some crazy-looking, <laughs> like, Rick and Morty animation. It's like, like a Dead or Alive game or something like that. Yeah, it doesn't, no, it doesn't look like Soul Calibur. It's yeah. just, like, they're just shaking around a little bit. It's not... It's not, like, crazy hard disrespect, at least. Like, it's realistic-looking. So it's enough to where every twelve-year-old kid that plays Fortnite would be using this skin, mm-hmm. but not enough to where it's like offensive and making like a character out of women's tits. There's um, you know, you gotta think like on the flippity flip how um, they talk about Conan Exiles, and I totally forgot, so I read this. Had the penis slider where you can make your penis yeah. <laughs> bigger or smaller. I was like, why is that? I think um. I think Saints Row 4 did a similar thing. And yeah, it's like, what, sure the, did. what the fuck? But like for there, it's obviously <laughs> like a joke. That's obviously like a mature audience game. Yeah. This is, you know. Ooh, I guess that's true too. Yeah. So the outrage is what? Fortnite's average demographic is what? Ten and a half? Probably. Something crazy. I don't, yeah, it's associated with that. But I, I'd say if you looked at the numbers, it's probably just the same as any you know, Call of Duty or whatever. It's the biggest game in the world. Yeah. Right? Like, it's... I wonder what the number... Everyone numbers, plays Fortnite. Yeah, and I wonder what the numbers are creating, like, like the difference between, like, like League of Legends numbers, like, GOAT numbers, or um, Fortnite. Like, obviously yeah. Fortnite's going to be number one, I, I would assume, but... Yeah, right now it is by far. I don't know. I can't wait to see the way the numbers change after the Black Ops 4 Battle Royale. I mean... I, Have you seen it? Have you played it? Yeah, I played the beta. Well, what um, do you think? I loved it. So, and I'll tell you why. I want to hear this. So, it's a it's a proper battle royale mode 
with all the Call of Duty trimmings. Like they didn't skimp on anything. It it's, looks like it looks standard Call of Duty. It's standard call. It runs like standard Call of Duty mm-hmm. with eighty people on a huge map. They it, didn't sacrifice anything. That's cool. And like I don't know how. It, it's a technical marvel. Like a lot of people don't realize. So I think part of the way they did it is they cut down on other resources, right? So like the yeah. single player is no longer something and you have to worry about. I worry I'm about. Sh- I'm sure it has that clever CD. So CD Projekt Red does want does this rendering technique better than anybody, where mm-hmm. they render in a cone where your character is looking, and it renders out, you know, in a V shape. Cone effects. So. Whatever's behind you is technically not rendered at all. Is it until like until you start to look at it? That's why it's in a cone because you got to start to bring the periphery in as you turn. Got it. So like it loads it in and then kind of buffers it cleanly yeah. as you turn toward it. It's a little trick to where you can have <laughs> large maps that are very graphically high quality mm-hmm. um, without keeping the immediate area of your character rendered all the time. That's cool. It literally just renders a focal point in a cone. I wonder how... Um, I don't know that that's what Activision's doing, mm-hmm. but I, it's it's got to be something simple. They have sure. to be using some sophisticated rendering techniques to be able to run this map the way they run it. It's a big map. Like, how do you know, like... Have they given? I'm sure there are measurements out there, but do you know like how like comparison to like, it's a comparable map. to PUBG's original map for real? Yeah. So that's a big map. Yeah, and this is it's just so smooth. I love the way you drop in. Um, so you get a like a a wingsuit, okay. and you drop really low. Like okay. in PUBG and Fortnite, you start to parachute. You know, at a decent you know altitude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In this one, you damn near wingsuit all the way to the ground. Okay. You only parachute for the last 15, 20 feet. Got it. So you're very precision. It feels tactical. Like, mm-hmm. it it feels like Call of Duty. It, you know, it, this is going to sound obvious, but it feels like Call of Duty Battle Royale. It's like exactly what you would think it should be. It sounds like the thing with PUBG and Fortnite got away with this a little bit, but like the, the point of like you have to spend so much time planning. Yeah. Whereas Call of Duty seems like it's more about moving. Yeah, like, and none of the weapons feel like junk. Mm-hmm. Like all the weapons feel like they're they're useful. They're pow- All the weapons feel powerful. Mm-hmm. You never feel like unequipped. Like it's yeah. it's just it's just good. So how much of it did you get a chance to kind of run through? I played for probably about ten hours, okay. fifteen hours. Um, I I only did the blackout beta, so I didn't play the regular multiplayer at all. But and that comes out good. next month, correct? Or yeah, month uh, mid October. Okay, cool. So I'm th- I think I'm gonna pick it up. Like everything you've said, everything I read seems to indicate that it's gonna be fun. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's gonna you know destroy Fortnite, mm-hmm. but shit, it may destroy PUBG. I don't. I can't imagine any reason to continue playing PUBG with Blackout. Is anybody fucking playing PUBG anymore? It's just this is just way better PUBG. Mm-hmm. Like you can make a case for Fortnite. It's kind of its own thing. It's got mm-hmm. the building mechanics and you know all the in-game stuff that people love, and it just plays completely different. Mm-hmm. Like the aiming mechanics and the weapons and like the grappling hooks and all the little silly things they put in Fortnite, it's completely different. Mm-hmm. But, like, Blackout is just way better PUBG. Yeah. I, I cannot imagine why anyone would want to play PUBG. It looks like an arcade PUBG, which I think is... is it's, it's like if the... From what I've gathered, and you can totally correct me, but one of the most compelling parts about it seemed to be, like, the power-ups. Like, the um, passives that you can get, like, Juggernaut or... Uh, I didn't notice those changing the gameplay that significantly okay like they're they're cool and everything but i didn't notice it being like make or break on like whether i'm gonna have a good game or not sure finding those power-ups that was my experience with it and it might not be that crazy i just thought that was kind of a compelling addition to like more than just let's find this gun that i'm really looking for yeah and it's oddly tactical. It it doesn't feel like that Call of Duty like fast paced combat. You have where a lot more health just too, right? Running, gunning, and then respawning. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very like you hear the gunshots and like little firefights break out, and you got to mm-hmm. kind of plan what you're gonna do. And that's cool. 
it's very like it's got that battle royale gameplay but with the crisp you know design of call of duty that sounds awesome and whether or not you're a fan of call of duty they're really well made games just in terms of design Mm -hmm. they have i mean they have good material like the engine's good the gunplay was i mean no one ever faulted them for i think the the feel of the gun yeah like you can say oh call of duty sucks but like (laughs) they're like high budget well polished Mm -hmm. games yeah I think this is like an interesting turn because obviously, like, I don't know the staying power battle royales have. I mean, obviously they're huge, but I don't know like in two years where they're going to be. But this yeah. this is an interesting turn to me. Of as far as I know, this is the first like AAA dev released battle royale, right? It's the only one I'm aware of. So um, Dying Light is doing a battle royale mode, um, and it's oh. still in beta. But, like, I don't know. It's interesting to me, though, because Dying Light would, I think, be... I would like to see what that looks like. Do they have any, like, gameplay or any thoughts on oh, it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's gameplay. So is it more, like, comp, like acrobatic? I don't know enough about it, really, to okay. really That's say cool. much on it. Which is fine. My point isn't to... But the Call of Duty is the first one being released, like you said. That's a cool... I, I think the precedent is really interesting. Because, like, it sounds as though, from what I'm gathering... Um, Battle Royale is just going to kind of expand outward, kind yeah. of like um, MOBAs did with the League of Legends surge. Right. I think it will. So, I think that's cool. I, I don't think in, in concept it's a bad like style of game. I think they're cool. I just personally have never been drawn too much to Fortnite or PUBG. Yeah. So, that's just a personal preference. Yeah. So. And even Battle Royale in itself is not like my favorite game. Sure. Like, yeah. I, it's, it's weird for me to call it a genre, but I think it you can classify it as a genre i'm a fortnite nut i got a fortnite tutor fortnite was never even intended to be a battle royale game yeah well they had the uh it was just a survival game save the world yeah yeah so and that's that i always thought that looked really cool and then i remember the i was confused when i figured out that the battle royale is literally the same game fortnite that i'd seen before and i recognized the art style so yeah but uh they're patching the titties fuck so if you're a fan of bouncing knockers, then you're out of luck on that. Sorry, Fortnite. Fortnite's not your game anymore. I gotta go back, try a different one, but so it goes. It's yeah. alright. Um then I guess Fallout seventy six. Yeah, right? I don't don't have a lot to say about that. Just the fact that the beta is launching soon. Yeah. And I'm I, saying that we're about to go on a twenty minute conversation. <laughs> I have yeah. So bringing that up, I have I don't know. I mean, I've seen the E3 press conferences and I've seen all the data like that I know of about um, Fallout. Obviously, we've talked about the fact that the game exists, the fact that it's going to be released on the Bethesda independent launcher, whatever yeah. that's going to be called. Um, if it is named, I apologize. So, I'm so sorry. That was on episode three for anyone Help. who wants but, to track it back. Yeah. Um, I. It's funny that the story around this game has been about griefing. They're like, how much will I get griefed in multiplayer? That's what people are talking about, yeah. right? Like, the did you like Fallout 4? Yeah, not as much as Fallout 3 or New Vegas, but... I never saw the combat as, like, the shining pinnacle of the game. Like, they're, they're moving it... It's kind of like the Bioshock thing, where they're moving it really hard into yeah. the FPS element. I remember, like, the first time i loaded up fallout 3 and i was in awe of the the aiming system i wish that you could shoot people in the pp and then then when i got fallout 4 i was like i've seen this it's um the the problem i had when you can stick it on their pp remember is that was that the slow motion aiming thing in fallout yeah i didn't think that was part of the aiming i can't remember yeah yeah but i thought you just had chest i thought you could just shoot him in the abdomen yeah i guess you're right they should add a a pp um (laughs) (laughs) one of our buddies who actually begs for runescape gold like an idiot (laughs) really likes uh runes or excuse me he really likes uh fallout three and new vegas and has modded it to the point where it doesn't even load half the time <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome <laughs> like it has all sorts of bunkers and shit which is cool but i, I don't know it's I, just like don't play a damn online game if you're worried about getting gr- I, I don't i'm about to immediately backtrack on that but it's mm-hmm. like isn't it that kind of part of it 
I think that's the the nature of the beast. It's like you talk about, yeah, there's nuclear bombs here. The first one to get it gets to nuke whoever they want. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's going to be like that. It's going to be... I feel like... I don't know how you could make it feel that much different from Fallout 4. Just now I can play it with my dudes. Yeah, so... The way that they're responding to it is that... um, You get a bounty on your head for just fucking people over mm-hmm. and gta style did that ever work in gta absolutely not it made people want to do it more yeah because they're like hey, i'll have a bounty <laughs> yeah like no. fighter jet and then fly around and shoot you in the head there's just nothing you can do about it yeah. so just try not to suck ass at the game when you're playing <laughs> online just play with your friends and that's about all you need to do so yeah and there. the server populations are low they're what, like 25 people? Yeah. There's, there's not going to be like 5,000 people running around and you can't take two steps without getting sniped in the head. They, they've mm-hmm. said, Todd Howard said right off the bat, that is not what's going to happen here. So mm-hmm. just don't worry about that and just play the game. It's just, I guess what I'm, it's not that I'm worried about it. I just, from what I've played in Fallout 4, because the online part to me is the most compelling part. The griefing, the being griefed, yeah. the interaction is the best part about online games. Like, it's, super fun. It's going to be but, interesting to see, I mean, mm-hmm. how this game plays online. I just wonder if it's going to feel at all different from 4. You know what I mean? It's, you know, you look at the example just before of, like, um, with Call of Duty coming out on, uh, you know, Call of Duty Black Ops 4, the game is very obviously a Call of Duty game. It looks, feels, and acts like Call of Duty just in a battle royale right. room. Is so, this going to feel like Fallout? That's the problem I have is like if the engine is just the same, it's just now I have an online map. I don't know if I'm in if I'm that interested because to me the gunplay while passable was just fine in Fallout right. 4. Well, you know, Colin, I think many people share your concern. Mm-hmm. And you know what? What? They can find out on October 23rd. <laughs> I guess it is coming out soon. So yeah, we'll just, find that's out. That's just the beta. But yeah. yeah. Uh, it comes out on November 14th, so mm-hmm. it's that's interesting because that only puts 22 days between the beta and the full release. They're basically releasing it the game so in October. So it's, it's more or less a trial than it is a beta. Is it even a stress test then? Because if yeah. you release it that early, that's all it could yeah. be. I, I can't stand that, that being called a beta yeah, because you are not making a version revision uh significant enough to consider it going from beta to full release in 22 days it's a marketing plan. that will just not happen it can't you're going to be playing the finished version of fallout 76 on october 23rd beta to me specifies that there's going to be game changing like movements yeah. at some point before it's released so a lot of the times what happens in these finished betas is tweaking of um, balance issues and stuff and okay. balancing no, nothing to do with mechanics I like it helps them find out things like oh it is this gun's way too powerful for this game mode or mm-hmm. this is way too many people on this map or this right. thing and stuff it's it's not like the map is going to be the exact same visually like gameplay is nothing that is going to be finalize Mm -hmm. but like this is bethesda yeah we're talking about bethesda it's gonna be buggy i mean there i figured this is this is a twofold um one this it's a server test to see how they're looking and then two like you say it's just a light tweak on some like number sliders or something crazy so i don't know if that's fine but i mean that's the the way things have moved so it is what it is at a point yeah and i mean they're openly um calling this a a stress test mm-hmm. so they're gonna try to maximize these servers as much as they can yeah and it sounds like they want people to pl- i mean of course you want people to play your damn game what am i talking about but um yeah i think it'll be um i i want the game to be good that's kind of where i'm sitting it's like i loved three and new vegas so like i hopes but i didn't love four and i'm just assuming this is going to be four again yeah but we'll see yes sir i i guess we'll wait well you know we won't dive too much into i guess the specifics there yeah i'm just wondering about that 
I want to talk about this third item on here just mm -hmm. because I could see this going on for a minute. Fuck yeah. But, so I won't, I'm not going to get into the specifics of the story because it's a week old at this point and if, if you don't know then there's plenty of other people who have covered it. I'm not going to talk about this to cover the story. Just to cover kind of the reaction, I guess. Yeah. But if you've been in a cave, uh, Telltale had some crazy layoffs. Fucking rib. So they're not going to finish The Walking Dead. Episode 3 and 4 just out the window. Yeah. PP. It's not going to happen. I like those games. So the meta story in all this bullshit mm -hmm. is that there is evidently a portion of the community that is um, outraged that they won't just finish the game for the sake of the fans, mm -hmm. which is one dumb as fuck <laughs> because they're expecting like professional game developers to just work for free. Right. Doesn't why work that way. Why the fuck won't you just make the game? That's stupid. If you have that <laughs> position, you're stupid. <laughs> like, I'm, no mincing of words here. If you yeah. think that Telltale should finish The Walking Dead on Goodwill, you're an absolute slobbering moron. And you, you just come off as like an asshole, yeah. too. So. Like, just don't have that position. Mm -hmm. There's no, nothing that can justify that position. It's bad. Bad take. So... <laughs> there's so, I, I found I found it like I find that position so repulsive that it was hard for me to accept that like a large number of people held that position yeah which was my own you know bias mm -hmm. and so I, I don't know some of you may follow my, Michael Futter Mike Futter the Futter the Fut Daddy <laughs> so he's a he's a gaming journalist he's he wrote the game dev business handbook and he's got a lot of followers on twitter for like game developing business stuff gaming online man he's all about the like like developers perspective developers side of the business side of that's things. cool that's really cool but he also just writes articles about games he, he does ver um variety and whatnot he's a freelance writer but he writes for variety a lot gotcha so he tweeted um you guys can go read the thread i'm not gonna like read it word for it but <laughs> he tweeted uh something to the effect of like it was a meme and it was like someone whispering in someone's ear and it was like you guys should just finish the game for free and this was like after multiple days of him talking about this and being mm -hmm. like just shitting on like the people like like i just did mm -hmm. shitting on those people and it just went on for day after day after day. And I was just like, dude, like, this isn't that... You're talking about, like, a meta story. Mm -hmm. Like, this isn't that big of a thing. There's really not that many people that want that. Like, so, this is what got me going. Mm -hmm. Let me step back. Yeah. His first source for this outrage was a screenshot of a Steam comment, mm -hmm. which... Okay. Yeah. Wow. Perfect evidence right there. Yeah. There was like some eight-year-old kid or something on Steam that was like, they should finish the games for free. <laughs> it's like, no, like, of course what? there's going to be a comment like that it's on Steam. It's making a mountain it's out of a molehill there. And he was just going on and on about it for four days. And I tweeted at him. And I was like, dude, this isn't that big of a story. No one wants them to finish the games for free. There's probably some like idiot like kids that think that they should and like no one else mm -hmm. like stop talking about this mm -hmm. and it got some attention so oh, people shit. were tweeting back at me and mike responded to me and we actually had like a four tweet conversation about it oh shit and i backed off of it a little bit because i was kind of you know after his his response i was kind of like okay i'm i'm uh being a little aggressive about this so on the off chance that Mike ever listens to this podcast, I'm a fan of yours. I respect your work, which I said in my last tweet to him mm -hmm. that he didn't respond to. Doesn't make me respect him any less. <laughs> but uh, my point was just that, like, as a gaming journalist, should we be spending four or five days on these 
community reaction stories where there's no way to quantify how many people feel this way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing really hard to talk about. It's just feels. Yeah. Like, I feel like a lot of people feel this way. Yeah. I, I don't like news like that. I don't. Yeah. It's not good journalism. Your source, you don't have sources other mm-hmm. than random voices on the internet. Right. Which, you know, it's just like. I just didn't think that there was enough people that had that position for us to talk about it for four days. It's just, I can't imagine there's that. I'm, I'm, I'm coming from, I guess, kind of in the center there of like, you know, I understand that people in a moment of just passion will say, we should just make it anyway. But I doubt like logistically, if people really thought about it, they'd be like, oh yeah, let me just have you like do this yeah. for fucking free. Yeah. I mean, it's fine to, like, talk about the fact that some people think that and, yeah. like, refute it. And he did a full-on article on Variety about it. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I was just like, fuck me. Like, let's move on from this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I would rather talk about the fact that, which he did in the article, talk about, like, the impact that it's had on the developers and stuff. And his point was that, you know, he, he said something to the effect of, like, Fans see developers as meat for the grinder. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of just a means to get this thing they want out. Like they're a vessel for they're dehumanizing them and they Mm -hmm. don't understand that like the people and their personalities and their experience go into this game. Right. And like for a lot of fans, they're just like, you know, code monkeys that can be subbed in and out and create the same product, Mm -hmm. which is objectively false it's kind of a gross way of seeing it too it's just like the difference between like a tarantino movie and like taking tarantino out of it and having the same characters and like yeah thinking it's going to be the same thing it's like if like your favorite band changed two members and even if the singer is literally the same like the sound will still be just fundamentally different like i totally agree with him on that Mm -hmm. what i don't agree with is that talking about it so much and making it seem like all video game play and he said at the end he didn't apply it to the whole community but i just felt like it was being talked about so much that Mm -hmm. it was being made into more people than it was bigger deal like again the the making a mountain out of. i probably shouldn't have said anything (laughs) and now like my most of the uh like interaction i've had with bigger name journalists has been negative <laughs> on the internet other yeah. than with ryan mccaffrey he's always friendly with me but Dude, we're trying but you know i like i like old fut yeah mr fut man that's all i'm gonna say about that i just wanted to clear the air yeah for sure i and i mean you can see absolutely both sides there's the um more overarching narrative to the part that i i know is um that telltale like they're, they've known for a while that is my understanding that they were basically on the brink of bankruptcy. Yeah. And they had essentially two options from what I understand. They um, had the thought of, hey, a couple months ago we could have just cut our losses, cut severance packages, and, you know, set, set sale kind yeah. of thing. Or put all the money on the line in hopes that you get a Lionsgate contract. Yeah. Uh, which... They did, and now they're being sued. Yeah, class action for not having um, funds to pay severance packages. I thought it was cool that what they made existed, but I wasn't a fan of it. I like some of I so I don't like some of I like The Walking Dead. Yeah, I so, played like half of season one. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm watching a movie basically. Yeah, and that's obviously not for everybody. I really love season one. I didn't love season two as much but i think season one if anyone can find a great deal which you probably can at this point it's worth a look you can usually get it for like five bucks or something less so it's it's definitely i would they say did the that batman thing too right they did they yeah. did the batman they did the game of thrones ones they did the minecraft story mode thing yeah um and part of it is the a lot of people really like their games I think that's true, but I think there it was just a honestly a vocal minority. Part of it is like because while they were doing something that was kind of unique, every single one of their games operated on the same base premise. You know what I mean? The way it controlled was essentially just an interactive narrative. Right. Uh, 
I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm a, I'm a damn uh, visual novel fan. But <laughs> I don't actually play visual novels, but it's like, it's in, to me, like, um, the niche of people who just like, they like the storyline more than anything for games, which is cool. Like, I know a lot of people who really like stories in, in games, and I think that's definitely, like, totally cool. But um, once you've played, like, one or two of Telltale's games, um, like, I played the first season of The Walking Dead, and then the first, well, what is the only season now of Wolf Among Us? Uh, and they're both cool. I mean, they're both a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, but like I said, it's... I don't think I could play m much more of that. You know what I mean? So... Yep. But yeah, dude. Whole thing's crazy. I did not see Telltale going the way of the Dodo, but... Um, so it goes. Yep, so... Other than that, man, we're just gonna bounce around a little bit on, uh, just like, real quick stuff that's coming out. Forza Horizon 4, which I'm a massive fan of. Mm -hmm. It's getting nines and tens everywhere. Um, damn it, that game is good. So, are you a big Forza fan? Have you played? Oh, yeah. You played most. And of them, I'm right? especially a Forza Horizon fan, other than the base game. Uh, Forza Motorsport is fun, uh, but it's Forza Horizon is definitely in its own right. Like. It's a more arcadey version, mm -hmm. um, but it still has, you know, closer to simulation physics than most arcade racing games. Yeah. And it's got the whole dynamic weather thing, massive catalog of cars, um, massive catalog of uh, parts and customization options and everything, and it's just freaking good, and it looks awesome. You're trying to fucking tell me that Red Dead comes out next month? It's happening, man. What the fuck? It is happening. Weren't you telling me that that game's gonna have a 110 gigabyte? Something like that, yeah. Don't quote me on that exact. It's 100, 105, 105,000 gigabytes? It's 100 giggles plus. Holy crap. That's yeah. an insane space cap. Yeah. So delete the... Delete butt. every game you've got. Delete the butt porn off your Xbox. Fuck. Shit! It became a butt butt porn box after I stopped playing games on it. Cause it's coming. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I um I don't want to talk too much about that, but I am stoked to play that yeah. shit. Um, the games I'm most excited about are Lego DC Super Villains. Uh, Bing Bing. Uh, Dark Souls Remastered. Bong Bong. Uh, Just Dance 2019. Fuck it. My Hero 1's Shit. Justice. That's it. This is the only games that are releasing next year. Or next month that I care about. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> games you're getting next year. Might as well just pack it up. Um, Mario Party comes out next month. I'm totally fucking getting that. Oh yeah. Um, that looks good. Uh, other than that, um... I don't know. Red Dead obviously looks like a lot of fun. I'll probably have to dig my Xbox out, no joke, and just dust it off to play. Um, which I'm fine with. That's totally cool. Um, I want to play that really bad. I don't see a whole lot of games that really are, at least at the moment, are piquing my interest otherwise. Um, so, yeah. So, you want to... Was there any other news topics you want to cover? You want to just... Get into what we've been playing. Yeah, I'm good. If you had anything you want, otherwise I can absolutely talk. The about last what I'm little snippet about Fortnite that we forgot to mention was the uh, PS4 crossplay starts today. Oh shit! They, Does it really? Sony finally joined the party on that. They finally were like, "Well, all right, fine, right?" So yeah. They, that's pretty interesting. Um, it was purely business. It was not a technical issue at all. Yeah. So they just didn't... Was it, like, just the idea of having their own little oasis? Do we know why? You know the reason that they gave? Why? I, I'm surprised you didn't read this. They famously said, because PlayStation is the best place to play. Oh. Oh. What a meaningless, <laughs> like, Dude. garbage thing to say. The Xbox One is the one system you'll need in the future. The entertainment... Mecca, the <laughs> entertainment centerpiece. This is why gaming existed for the PS4. I mean, I don't know about you, man, but after a long day, I stretch out and I tell my Kinect to crank up some mixer. Xbox, play music. <laughs> Xbox, play Major Nelson clips. 
on Mixer. That's what they want you to, like, that is like Microsoft's vision for your Xbox in your house. Hey, Xbox, play more. They want it to TV. be, yeah, they want it to be a freaking ecosystem, which the only, like, ecosystem that is, like, a branded thing like that that people buy into is Apple products. Fuck. And even that, like, is a hard sell anymore. Yeah. It's yeah. like you either are in or you're out. Yeah. So, I don't know. But, other than that, Mr. Cody, what we've have you been, been jamming? We've been playing the freaking WoW. Fuck yeah, we've been playing WoW. Um, as of, like, three nights ago, I'm a WoW man. I'm a Dude, WoW boy. It's, it's good stuff. It's been years for me. And, uh, we've just, we've, I've just been straight up leveling, uh, base characters that's it i kind of want to play in just old school i kind of want to play it old school i just want to like level up like normal like you know figure shit out as i go because I, I i feel like when i get later into the game i'll have a lot of fun like min maxing and finding guides and shit but yeah. right now i just want to figure the game out a little bit i am gonna research the meta more mm -hmm. the pve meta more yeah. and then i'm gonna boot i'm gonna boost something um, that I like and that's good in the meta. I've thought about um, as far as like classes, like the one that I'd really considered is playing like, you know, for example, a, a druid. I want to do like a feral druid. And then Mr. Cody over here sent me a guide that shows they're the fucking worst DPS the in worst. the game. Literally the worst. I was like, holy shit, how does that happen? <laughs> but, yeah. yeah. That is, specking characters is like, specking builds is probably the most fun part of an MMO to me. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know if the most fun, but, like, one of the main reasons why I enjoy playing MMOs. It's a good time. We've In -game got... specking gets me all... It's like the... I feel... <laughs> I feel like... The, the reason you play these games is for the end game, right? Like, the one thing yeah. that I'm, like... I'm, at the moment, kind of overwhelmed with, like... I, I have this need to, like... I, I want to finish a quest area. Like, I want to do, like, you know... I'll finish a quest and be like, okay, I'm done in this area. Let's move over and like just you know, yeah. you know, cr just take the crops and run away kind of thing. But like I, every time I keep trying that, it just keeps. It's never ending. I keep going that one accidental direction. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, it's hard to efficiently do uh, quests in Vanilla WoW like the way they stack and the way the areas are so spread out. Yeah, it's uh, it's not like modern and uh, RPG design where it's they're kind of like all in a path but they feel like they're in an area but they're still on somewhat of a path yeah this is just like you're bouncing all over the place and that's kind of cool in a in a sense of like I'm just constantly picking up new quests and I'm yeah. just like I'll take that and it's I'll weird run away. because it's almost nostalgic game design but it's also fresh at the same time because mm -hmm. like the end game is very good on the new stuff yeah so it's like, it's it'll be fun, especially for a guy who, last time I played WoW, was literally vanilla. Like, no expansions That's at all. wild, man. Yeah, so, <laughs> this is like, for me... You're gonna be like, oh my gosh, this what Lich King stuff is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Pandera, what? Help! There's pandas. <laughs> Can't wait to get into the uh, the little animal. You're like just part. now finding out about the pandas, and you're like, "What the fuck?" You just I'm, uninstalled. <laughs> I remember seeing that, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" <laughs> but I'm excited to play more. Like I, I've I've enjoyed the five or six hours that I've played on my monk, and then the whatever I played on my other two classes. So it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Anybody out there, uh, hop in our Discord channel if you wanna, if you wanna get going on some stuff. Yeah, we need to put that link up. Where's the easiest place to put that? Uh, we can put it in the uh, in the description on the oh, on the oh. podcast. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the online gamers will uh, throw up the podcast if you guys. Yeah, want if you're a listener and you don't already game with us, you can game with us. Come on and game. So that'll be cool. Um, wow, it's been fun. I'm enjoying yeah. it. Um, can't wait to play more. Might play more later tonight. I'm still bouncing on my normal Rocket League. Um, the new Rocket Pass stuff is fun. Mm -hmm. There's just a new update where they... only main thing is they split the modes a little bit. So there's like a separate hopper for the competitive modes. Um, like on the main menu. Mm -hmm. It's just like a third tab. It's nothing too crazy. Have we talked about how the XP like growth is yeah, so different? Yeah, I think we, we hit that on the, la on the couple shows ago. Yeah. But... 
It's interesting. Yeah, just that, and uh, I still bounce into Neverwinter a little bit. I was playing Kerbal Space Program last night. You were? How do you like yeah. that game? It's freaking confusing. I I like and hate that game all the same. I feel time. like you would really like that with I just do. like the analytical engineering type side of it. It but is a lot of fun. It's really difficult, and like I'm no rocketeer or anything. You just build a rocket. Build a rocket. Throw it in the space. See if she dang flies. <laughs> I want to play more. I need to play more because I do like the premise and like I've spent a couple hours just tinkering with it, but I need to jump into it more. Um, so cool. And you've been jamming, I would assume, Tech Mobile? Actually, no. No Tech Mobile. Just I haven't touched it. Well, you heard it here, people. The first time Cody ain't playing no Tech Mobile. I haven't touched it. <laughs> That's what happens when we don't cast for a couple weeks. I just get all out of whack. We got to get back in the, in the groove, but... What else have you been? You've been playing a little Civ, have you? I have. Uh, I've been playing Civ Six and getting my PP ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> that game's really. I'm really bad. I like it. Like it's super fun. I've reinstalled Civ Five so that I can play with other people. Cause I got Civ Six in the humble bundle, so I got it for the grand total of twelve dollars a month, um, along with you know a bunch of other games. But it's fun. It's been years for me. I like. We did a little research the other day on Sid Meier. Yeah, we did. Sid Meier's Civilization One, Two, Three, Four, Five. He's real. He's not just like a figurehead. Like it's called Sid Meier's Civilization Five because he's a damn designer. I think he's like. I don't know if he's a lead designer anymore, but he's designing. I mean, so many people listening to this are gonna be like, "No fucking shit." But like, you know, there's games with people like Tony Hawk didn't program. uh, Yeah. You know. You don't Tony think Hawk's Pro Skater. Yeah, and then Sean White snowboarding, he didn't actually snowboard for the game. Like, and, it wasn't uh, him coding This it. is obviously not, like, the celebrity endorsement time, <laughs> because it's not like Sid Meier, like, conquers, <laughs> like, entire country. Do you guys want to take $10 to talk about But me? it's like, it's not only his IP, but he's a designer mm-hmm. and a proper developer, so. It's cool. Yeah. That, I thought that was really cool. Yeah, I, I, I didn't actually know until we looked it up. Yeah. So it is neat. Um, but I like it. It's a game that I'm poor at. Uh, not good at all. It's not easy to no. be good at. I want to play more. Uh, if you're down, I have reinstalled Civ Five. I'm gaming online, and that's fun. I've been playing uh, that. I've been playing this game called Frostpunk. Frostpunk. Frostpunk is a city builder that hates you. So the premise is like. The, like you've played like Sim City or something yeah. like that, right? So it's in the vein as you can imagine, but like the thought is this is like after some sort of ice age where like every civilization is wiped off the planet except for like your group of uh, people who just happen to find this giant towering generator. And the idea is you create a city around it and like you create everything in like a circle around this big spherical, you know column of a, of a heat generator and the you constantly have to manage um your food like you know you have to get a hunter station set up you have to make sure they all have shelter to survive because you have like a finite amount of people like the game starts like the first scenario and you have 80 people and you have to do your best to keep them alive and make sure they can get food and stuff like that so it's a game that asks a lot of you in a very short amount of time you have to make really like um you have to make as smart of a decision as you can because, like, they... I mentioned you kind of build around this sphere, so you have to think about, well, I could build um, enough tents for everyone to have, like, shelter so they won't be cold during the night, but the problem then is I'll have to build stuff further away. I'll have to build my research center, and I'll have to build my medical center, my little, uh, you know, cabin there, my little tents um, further away, and the problem is if it gets too cold then you can't open these buildings. So people could get frostbite huh. during like That's when they're out working. Cool. And then like they come back and you're like, well shit, I can't actually go to the medic to heal this guy because it's too cold at the medic center. So it's a lot of like thinking like about how everything kind of fits together because that's as much as I love like SimCity and like uh, City Skyline, the game is is very unless you do like, you know, restraints and like, you know, just let it do free form the game kind of lets you play it however you kind of want to build your city whereas frostpunk is a game that expects you to adhere to these really strict rules um 
And it's, I don't know, I like, to me, that's the way that the game kind of forces you to play it is, is compelling. Like, the way that the game kind of pushes you back for, like, making what it considers to be wrong moves and stuff. I think is you know, I, I think it's a tired analogy, but, like, how Dark Souls will force you to kind of come at it a certain way and, right. like, meet the game at a certain point. I like that. I think it's really cool, especially if you like strategy games and you like games to kind of challenge you to think about stuff not only what it means for the next turn, but 10 turns from then, I think it's cool. I think it's a really, really fun little game, and I've been rather enjoying it. It's it's pretty fun. It sounds cool, and it also sounds like exactly like something you would enjoy based on <laughs> yeah. what I know about your taste in games. They're good. I like them. That, and then um, I... I don't know. I've been playing a little roguelite called Everspace, Ooh. which is a hybrid... I would say if you had to think about it, because it's if FTL, if you could control the ship and you only had one dude, but you control the ship and it's somewhere between that and like some dogfighting like air game. Like I'm reminded of like Ace Combat or some shit like that or whatever that game is. You remember on the original Xbox Crimson something Crimson Raider or whatever that's yeah. called. Um that game is pretty fucking good. It's, again, like, I'm having a ton of fun with that. The premise is, so you actually do level up your ship as you die because you're, every time you respawn, you're like a clone of, like, your previous version. But um, you get money, credits, um, by, basically, you can get it from, you can farm it by selling stuff and just getting money. Or you can um, just defeat fuckers in space and take their money. And you, like, use those credits to level up. So, like, you have, you know, depending on how well you did last time, you can buy more upgrades this time. It's cool. If you like um, spacey, shooty games and roguelites, it's a cool little hybrid. Um, it goes on sale, I think, pretty regularly. I found a good deal for it. So, that game's fun. But, um, that's about it. Those are kind of the big games I've been playing and I'm having a good time. I, uh, I installed the Force Unleashed. Oh from fuck! Game Pass the other day. I haven't played it yet, but I'm gonna. That's the Xbox like green Xbox game, right? Yes. Fuck yes. It's good. I want to play that. I need to play that actually. I need to get Games Pass. So like, uh, my Xbox should be fine, and I assume it can play that just uh, just like perfect. So I might have to re get it out. Get it out a week before I get uh, Red Dead, so I can, you can play. play Call of Duty on there. Pee-pee. You can play Halo 2 on there. I can play Destiny on there. You can play Flip and Deal. You can <laughs> play a bunch of random racing games, which you know I like those. I like racing games. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a good, it's a really good value. Yeah. We've so, talked about it before. It's cool. Uh, moral of the story, um, buy Games Pass. It's good. But, um, yeah, dude, that's about it for me. Anything else cool going on with you? I think that's it for me, man. Uh, hop in our Discord and let's play some stuff. There's lots of betas coming out. Like yeah. It's like next week, next month's going to be all betas. I'm cool. I'm cool with that. More to play. More to try. So. All right. Yeah, that's it. So, guys, thanks again. Have a nice week. See ya.